Hello and welcome back to the Couch Potato Podcast. This is part two of our special two-part episode, uh, basically getting back into the podcasting game. On this episode, uh, Lucas and I are joined by our good friend Jason as we discuss the happenings of the NFL draft that just happened and the crazy offseason of the NFL. Uh, we give our thoughts on uh, who won the draft, uh, the biggest losers, uh, even give very, very early Super Bowl predictions. So this ought to be a good episode. So after the guitar riff, we give you part two of the Welcome Back episode. Hello and welcome back to part two of the special, uh, I don't know, Lucas, what do you want to call this? Uh, the We're Back Extravaganza? Um, sure. I don't know. I don't have any good ideas about what to call it. You never have we're, any good ideas. We're back. You're welcome. That's what we'll call okay. it. Okay. We'll just call it that. Well, this is the uh, second part of the episode. Uh, first uh, part we released on Wednesday night. Hope you guys enjoy it. Lucas and I just kind of rambled on for a bit, but it was good to get back in the saddle. But tonight's episode, we, uh, we're going to be on track here. We're going to talk a little uh, NFL. We're going to do uh, the NFL draft and the uh, wild offseason. And we got a special guest with us. Lucas, you want to introduce tonight's special guest? Uh, he is the man, the myth, the legend, the Chesh, Ooh, Jason like Cheshire. That. Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, I like that. I was gonna lead in with the incomparable. That works too. Uh, we could. I wish we had a uh, our old friend that used to watch football with us, uh, Ch- Chesky or Chesser. <laughs> oh boy, Charles. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely miss that guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's probably making babies somewhere. It could be 13, 14, 15. Yeah, come on now. <laughs> well, we'll save that just for a special episode. Uh, former friends that do nothing but make babies. I'm current friend that does That's nothing good. but make babies. I was gonna say, yeah, you'd be the first, <laughs> the first feature. That's what they get. Uh, on a job resume, that should be one of your skills is a uh, hard worker, punctual, and I can make babies. Actually, I think that is, I think that is in, uh, under my hobbies. Uh, that actually, I would probably be your number one hobby. <laughs> That'd be, sorry, uh, sorry, Tina, we're talking about our sex life on here. That'd be potent sperm. <laughs> I got some Michael Phelps in there. <laughs> Real swimmers. Yeah, uh, so Mr. Siders, tell us about some of your hobbies. Uh, yeah, I uh, make babies and I collect baseball cards. <laughs> yeah, I have eight gold medals. Oh, yeah, what's that? In semen swimming? Oh, God, it sounds gross. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my bad. All right, well, let's rein it in. Rein it in here, gang. Uh, we're going to talk about the uh, NFL draft. Uh, Jason, I'll start with you. Uh, what was your thoughts on the uh, the draft? Um, you know, been, been watching the draft for probably almost 30 years or somewhere around that point. And it was just, to me, it was like, it lacked star power. Mm -hmm. You know, usually you can watch the first three rounds and be completely into it. And then fourth through the seventh round, you got to follow the analyst, but no, it was like, as soon as you got to the second round, who is this guy? Like, who is this guy? I mean, even 
first round. Patriots picking Cole Strange. <laughs> I mean, uh, well, it wouldn't be the draft without the uh, Patriots reaching in the first round for somebody that nobody's heard yeah. of except for Mel Kiper and Peter Schrager. But I mean, it's Bill Belichick. I mean, I guess we'll just have to give him the benefit of the doubt. But well, when I see yeah, that pick come know. through, uh, well, the COVID year. Uh, they remember ESPN had that shot of his dog in the war room. He's nowhere to be found. Oh, yeah. It's like, did the dog pick him? And it's like, shit, it's too late yeah. now. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was, I had it on all day Saturday, and I just, like, I was working, and I looked over, and I'm like, like, I have no idea who these guys are. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it could be interesting to see what works out in the season, so, what teams did their homework? Mm. Uh, Lucas, what did, what did you think about the draft? Um, I thought, actually, it was a little, like, the I only could watch the first round because I was busy with, you know, Making babies. Uh, the other rounds. <laughs> Pretty much, that's all I do, you know. Um, but the first round, I thought, was actually kind of wild. I couldn't believe that uh, Hollywood Brown got moved because – He's really the only wide receiver that the Ravens have. Mm. And uh, Lamar Jackson can't throw anyway, so he makes him look really good. And then uh, I just hate the Ravens. hate everything about them. I hate their colors. hate their quarterback. Uh, so I was actually pretty glad about that trade. And then um, A.J. Brown getting traded, that one really caught me off guard. Yeah. Yeah, because I know uh, even a couple days beforehand, uh, the Titans GM said that they weren't really looking to move him, and then all of a sudden, like, oh, yep, the Eagles got him. Yeah, I just, I did not see that coming. And then, like I said, Hollywood Brown getting moved. Like, now what are they going to, and then they didn't even draft wide receiver. Who's that? Or Until later. Like, I figured they would, if they're going to do that, the Ravens. Oh, yeah. I figured they would take, you know, if you're going to trade right there, you get a wide receiver. But well, I think at that point, though, all the good ones were off the board. I mean, like, for the guys that should have went in the first round, I think they were all off the board by then. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, what what happened with uh, David Bell? Like, I feel like that guy was really good at Purdue, and then he just fell. And that's where we need a draft analyst. Uh, we're not going to sit there and sugarcoat this and uh, sound like we're uh, a group of experts here talking about this. I mean, Jason was even saying it like, Half these guys I don't know about. I didn't dig too deep into scouting reports after the first, like, 20 guys, so. Yeah. How'd you feel? Your uh, team drafted in the first round. Um, well, uh, we'll save uh, our team grades for later on. But, uh, you know, I went into the draft, like Jason was saying, like, it really lacked uh, star power. I think it's because there wasn't, like, I think it's because the quarterback class coming in was so weak. I think it had yeah. a lot to do with it because, I mean, like, what, last year, what, five quarterbacks went in the first round? And you had arguably, you know, Trevor Lawrence was a megastar at Clemson. So, I mean, you knew he was going to be the number one pick. You know, mm-hmm. like, arguably the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck, I would say, coming in. So, I mean, like, you had all that star power. But I thought it was kind of a fun draft uh, considering. I mean, yeah, I think well, I think between – you know, there being a lack of, uh, you know, like a, a superstar. And then I think the offseason itself kind of overshadowed the draft just because of all the big names that moved. Because I'll tell you, like, the offseason was, like, the craziest I've ever seen in the NFL. 
fucking wild west it's, out there. It seemed with the like every, it seemed like every week there was a star receiver getting traded. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of overshadowed it a little bit too. But I had fun. I mean, like the trades were really, really cool. I mean, everybody kind of went where I suspected they were going to go to. I mean, you seen like all the receivers going and stuff. So I actually kind of had fun. It was nice talking to you guys during it too. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I I was kind of shocked though. Uh, to see uh, only one quarterback go in the first round, and it was actually the guy I didn't expect. It was Kenny Pickett got – went what? What did the Steelers pick, 21? 20, 20. Yeah, and I was shocked that Malik Willis lasted to the third round. Yeah. Where was, where did Malik Willis go? Carolina. Okay, yeah, I know. No, he went to the Titans. He went to the Titans. The Panthers drafted uh, Matt Corral. No, I mean, what college did he go to? Do you remember? Liberty. Oh. I guess that could be why. Well, no, he uh, really showed out the uh, the combine. I mean, they were uh, his stock went up considerably, and I think like most of the mock drafts I've seen, they had him going, I think, as high as, high as six to the Panthers. Well, I even it turns out his, his draft stock went from the seventh round to the third round. <laughs> Well, I guess you said the seventh round. I was just being an ass. Oh, well, I don't know. That, I I don't know how good or bad the kid is, to be honest with you. Well, no, like uh, showed great arm strength, uh, extremely mobile in the pocket. Uh, I mean, he wowed all the scouts at the combines. He was kind of the talk of that after they were over. And hmm. I think I even seen a couple of mocks late where he was. Uh, teams were trading up to get him. I think I seen the Falcons would move up to get him. Which I was actually surprised the Falcons didn't grab a, a quarterback early. Although I think the Falcons got the best quarterback in the draft. I was really, really high on Desmond Ritter from uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, I was actually. Um, sure. I'll go ahead, Lucas. I was gonna say I, I seen him play in the playoff, and that you know, even though that Georgia defense was like one of those once in every ten year type defenses, he's still playing like an NFL type defense and he did not have a good game are you sure you watched the right game because they played uh they played alabama in the playoffs hello lucas hello (laughs) (laughs) yeah are you sure they played uh you were watching the right game they played uh alabama in the playoffs but yeah but still i mean mirror mirror I mean, Alabama and Georgia, really, what's the difference? Right. I don't know, though. I mean, he he just he struck me as, uh, I mean, everything I read, like, he seemed like he would probably be the best, uh, the most well-rounded prospect in the draft. I mean, I think I read that Kenny Pickett was probably the most pro-ready, but he has yeah. those, uh, as Dr. Evil says, those carny hands. <laughs> when Dr. Evil was talking about that uh, we say about Carney's had small hands or small feet I haven't seen Austin Powers in forever yeah it's been a while I'm trying to think about that too I don't know I wasn't happy with the pick so yeah I know you were extremely um, upset when uh, that pick came through but I mean I did read afterwards that a lot of uh, teams were concerned about um, Malik Willis's um, ability to make a quick decision mm. and pressure like he doesn't yeah he's not real a real quick thinker but I think that's something that 
if he were to play, could you know get the experience to to do it. But I don't know. Tomlin said that Pickett was their guy. I have to go with what he he says. I mean, he hasn't. I mean, I think he's one of the better coaches in the NFL. Uh, as, I, I know Lucas is going to chime in with his two cents, <laughs> but I would agree. No, I, so, I, I he he is a good coach, and it's infuriating because I hate Pittsburgh. <laughs> but I mean, I, I'll take his word for it. I mean, you don't have a job with the Steelers as long as he does if he doesn't know what he's doing. So if Pickett's a guy, I'll go with it. Yeah, like uh, Kevin Colbert's retiring. Like he was, uh, how long was he their GM? He was there for over ten years, wasn't he? Yeah. He, um, I know. I know he didn't put together yeah. like the Roethlisberger like teams, but I know he was part of that staff. Like, yeah, and, I mean, they're just they generally make good, solid. They decisions. always draft very so, well. So, like, I yeah. I guess I would I would be somewhat <laughs> optimistic that. He's going to pan out. And I actually think the Mitch Trubisky signing was kind of a sneaky good one, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you look at his numbers playing for the Bears, and now he's going to, what do you want to call it, the big leagues? He got mm-hmm. away from the Bears. Um, I really think he could flourish with Tomlin. So, well, I mean, not on that, I'm, too. He also uh, – he was the backup in Buffalo, and Brian Dable yeah. turned you know Josh Allen into one of the, like one of the two or three best quarterbacks in the league too. So I mean, yeah. But yeah, I I think so, that was a sneaky good signing. Yeah, and then the sad part about it is I was really really hoping that Dwayne Haskins would get a shot. And yeah, I mean it's just it just stinks. Mm-hmm. Um. But not trying to bring it down here, but I mean, you've got Trubisky, and I really think he could have a really good, solid year. Hmm. I mean, yeah, and then uh, I actually like that pick that they had uh, the receiver out of Georgia. Oh, the yeah, second round. Uh, you know, we've been missing a receiver with a mean streak, mm-hmm. and. If you watch some of Pickens' highlight, I mean, he well, he flattened that cornerback from Michigan in the uh, the playoff, and he got into that fight with the cornerback in Georgia Tech. I mean, we need someone like I mean, we've been missing that since Heinz Ward. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I'm, I miss I'm watching Heinz Ward that. with his fat heads shoved in that helmet. It always looked like he was really uncomfortable when he was playing. <laughs> Uh, they're laying somebody out. Um, you know, when you were uh, speaking of the Georgia Bulldogs, uh, I was reading the stat. Actually, probably about an hour before we started recording, I didn't uh, know they had 15 players taken in the draft. Unreal. That team this year. I think it was a record, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, LSU had the record 2020. I mm. think with 14. Yeah. And then... I don't know how long that record's going to last with the NIL and all that stuff that's that's coming into play, the transfer portal and college football. I, I don't think that record's going to last long. Oh, no, there's no way. Well, f- fuck the way uh, 
USC is getting all these transfers now. Like, I would be sh- the least bit shocked, like, the entire first round is USC players. Well, wait until Boss Hall uh, opens the cash wide down there in Texas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are you talking about some uh, gigantic fat guy in a white suit and a Cadillac with the uh, horns on Four. it? Yeah. Yep. Peel off 100, 200, 300. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I just that blew my mind. But yeah, you're. I think you're right. I think uh, just the way that college football is leaning, and I, I honestly, I think that that's going to be. I think it's going to do the sport more harm than good because I, oh, yeah. I really think that it's just going to be consolidated into like, like twenty teams are going to be battling it out in like one super conference, and then everybody else is like kind of left to fight for scraps. Yeah, you're over at. Uh... Tulsa getting free number threes from McDonald's. Yeah, like uh, you're playing in the least famous recipe, chicken bowl. (laughs) You're up in Ohio State rolling around in big SUVs with huge wheels. And, yeah, it's – Could be like that doucher that took, uh, what was it, $4 million in an NIL deal and then – uh, went home to Texas. Oh, Quinn Ewers. Yeah, this douchey yeah. fucking mullet. I hate mullets. Well, the right now the kid from Pittsburgh, uh, the receiver's looking to transfer out, and it's like basically he's looks like he's trying to go to the highest bidder. Was it Addison? Is his name? I, I know who you're talking about, but I don't remember his name. I'll look it up for you. Yeah, I see. I read a story a couple of days ago where the receiver out of uh, Pitt uh, is looking to transfer out of there, and it looks like essentially he's just going to go to the highest bidder wherever he can make the most money. Yeah, that's that's going to be the downfall of college football. Mm-hmm. Jordan Addison. Jordan yeah. Addison. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that the kids should get paid, but I think that they should have some kind of structure in place to where, like, you just can't go. It's not where you're going to like the highest bidder, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it's, that's what I I see the sport going to is just like this, just a gigantic mega conference with like, you know, Texas, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Michigan, and are like probably more than half the of the SEC, SEC and yeah. Clemson and yeah. Notre Dame, and that's it. And then everybody else is just like. It's almost like you got the elite, and then you just like everybody else in Division One is like one A or something, you know. I think it's kind of happening in just about every sport. I mean, baseball. <laughs> I mean, we've seen what happened happened there. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not so much in basketball, but I mean. Well, basketball it's, has a like a salary cap. I mean, I, I, it's going to happen in college basketball too. Yeah, you're just going to get like I mean, eight or ten powerhouse schools, and everybody else is just like dead saying a chance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's going to end up ruining everything that that's fun about sports. Mm-hmm. I'm actually surprised that uh, the Addison kid didn't. I, was he a Lucas? Is he a freshman or a sophomore? So I'm actually uh, surprised he wasn't in the uh, – he didn't declare for the draft because I'd be curious to see where he would have went if he had come out. 
Because I know it's loading. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. I mean, that was another uh, crazy thing too. Is like six receivers went in the first round too. Yeah, and big, big shout out to even though, um, kid went to Alabama. He was still Ohio, you know, at Ohio State for two years. I believe it was two years, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Jamison Williams. Yeah, so, we'll, we'll claim Jamison Williams as a, a Buckeye. So that's Buckeye, 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 slash elephant. Yeah, but did you see that picture of him with the jersey and and Detroit? <laughs> oh, he did not look happy at all. Well, I mean, I wouldn't be happy either. It's like, hey, I got drafted to Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. Although I will say the Lions didn't have a bad draft, though. That first couple rounds, they got a couple really good players that I think are going to help them out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I really hope they're more competitive than what they've been. Well, you know what? I think for me, just the fact that I, I like their coach. Yeah. I huge do Dan too. Campbell guy. He's down there biting kneecaps off. Mm hmm. <laughs> I mean, he's not he's not going Mike Vrabel where he'd cut his dick off in a Super Bowl. At least he hasn't said that yet. But, yeah, I, I'm a huge uh, Dan yeah. Campbell fan, so I like to see them uh, have some success. And, actually, they're probably catching at the right time considering uh, I don't think Green Bay is going to be as good as they are. The Bears are the Bears. And then who yeah. knows with Minnesota. So uh, Jordan Addison is a sophomore. Okay, so, yeah, he didn't come out. So he'll be probably be first rounder next year, I'd imagine. Yeah, I'm, depends on where he goes, I guess. Well, Lucas, I, I, I'm relying on you to, to do these things, you know, do the research, like do the digging. <laughs> well, you, I I read it as we were sitting here, and he did say that it's essentially to the highest bidder with the NIL. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, the big schools are in play, Alabama, Clemson, USC, um, Oklahoma. Oh, I'm sure he'll end up at USC. I think I seen something uh, about uh, about him going there. At least I think I heard. No, I didn't see some. I re- I heard like a podcast. They were talking about that. A podcast that's better than this one. No such thing. Oh yeah, there's plenty. Well, uh, let me ask you, gentlemen. Uh, I got a couple questions to ask you guys here. Um, if you were drafting number one, who would be uh, who would you have picked first? I was kind of curious to get your guys' input on this. Lucas, I'll start with you, since it looks um, like you're stoned out of your mind right now. That is a rumor. That's hearsay. Um. Well, we were talking about uh, Lawrence being like a once in a generation type quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. I believe I said that. On- on paper. So he couldn't, he couldn't throw, he didn't have enough time to throw the fucking ball last year. They needed an offensive lineman. So they should have taken an offensive lineman. And from everything I saw, the guy that did take, um, is a project. He's not even, he's not even really the, he wasn't even the best player on that defense. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Jacksonville is one of those mysteries where they just seem to want to hurt themselves every year. I mean, it, it's almost like they don't want to win. Well, I'm sure if Tony Khan had some input in it, they would have drafted Wardlow to be the offensive tackle. There you go. Watch <laughs> Trevor Lawrence's blind spot. <laughs> be a good guy to do it, I would think. The dude's fucking huge. 
right? I, well, I think Jacksonville's trying to trade out of that pick. I think a lot of the, the teams that were in the top three or four were trying to trade out of that because they're, like Jason said, there wasn't like an elite talent this year, but yeah. no one wanted to make the move. So I think you just got to take take who you, uh, who's there. Jason, I mean, what would what would you have done if you were Jacksonville's GM? Well, first off, I'm sure you would have uh, built a better a better team than they they have right now. But oh yeah, I don't think it could have been hard. Just get the re- but, just get your resume ready. I'm sure on Indeed uh, in January next year there'll probably be an opening. So I know I'm going to apply for it. I wouldn't doubt it. Um, I mean, if you couldn't trade out of the spot, which I understand not many teams were looking to, to take that number one spot because there wasn't a clear number one. Like Lucas said, you have to make what you have better. And, I mean, he got – Mullins got killed last year. Why wouldn't you give him someone to block for him? And if you don't want to do that – the one thing this draft did have was receivers. Mm-hmm. You could have drafted any number receiver, and I think everybody would have been, oh, okay, well, it makes sense. You have Trevor Lawrence. Now he has someone to throw to. Christian Burke is, or I think Christian Kirk. Yeah, uh, Christian Kirk. Yeah, he he's not the answer, and they gave that guy so much money. I mean, well, he's the guy I think that kind of kickstarted this whole receiver craze is the fact that, you know, he's getting, what he get, like a $75 million contract? Yeah, something then, completely outrageous. And then you got like Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams, who are, no one's going to deny that those two guys are much better talents than Christian yeah. Kirk. Like, okay, well, he's getting 75. Where's my money at? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, he's nice to have for him, but I don't look at him as anything more than a number two. Mm-hmm. You need someone. I mean, you had the three, the two receivers from Ohio State. You had Jamison Williams, which he's going to miss some time with the the injury. Um, uh, so he probably would have been out. But I mean, there were so many options at wide receiver. I personally would have taken one of the the linemen. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think that receiver, the position, has gotten to that point now to where they have a solid case to be the top pick? Because usually in the draft, it's like the cornerstone positions. It's either a quarterback, yeah. a left tackle, or like basically the, the tackle to protect your quarterback's blind side, or a pass rusher. Yeah. I mean, do you think that – I mean, do you think receiver has gotten to that point yet where they can make a strong case for number one? Well, I mean, if you – seen the numbers in the league I mean it's quarterback and I mean they're they're I mean it's just become a pass league Mm -hmm. there's not many running there's not many what do you want to call it uh Cadillac running backs anymore I mean other than Derrick Henry I mean you could probably throw uh, a Joe Mixon and I'm sure I'm missing some names out there Mm mm-hmm but, I mean, most teams have two or three running backs. And they don't have a, a one running back system. It's because it's become a passing league. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we're seeing record numbers out of quarterbacks. I mean, look what Joe Burrow did last year. I mean, he threw for 500 yards and, again, come close a couple other times. Mm-hmm. 
it's just I think before long we're going to see that receivers are going to be one of the elite it's it's going to take over the the running back spot because I just don't see the teams running the the clocks anymore you just don't you don't see that well I personally think that uh, receivers already taken over as a more important yeah. offensive position than the running back and just like you said that teams now there's not really too many workhorse backs anymore that the guys are getting 25, 30 carries a game. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, like, I guess for me, I think it's the fact that there's so many good wide receivers that I, I don't know if it's taken over as one of those positions that can make a case to go number one just because there's so many good guys out there. Yeah. Versus, like, you know, like an elite pass rush or pass rusher. I mean, those guys are – few and far between and I mean hell definitely quarterback so I don't know but I think it's getting close yeah I mean it's definitely become more of a just from the amount of uh draft capital that got moved for uh elite guys and then the amount of receivers that got moved or got picked in the first round well shit even in the second round there was a bunch of guys that went too so well I I think Cincinnati kind of laid out the blueprint this year Mm-hmm. For for what you need, you need a good quarterback or a great. Well, he's a great quarterback. He's probably one of the best in the league, if not the best. I don't know. That's that's pretty high praise for Joe Burrow. I don't know if he's in that. He carried his team through this to the Super Bowl. <laughs> he did. He did. I um, I would say he's a very very good quarterback, but I don't know if I'd put him quite on the. Uh, the Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes mountain just yet. All right. He's top 10. Know. He's I... definitely in the top 10. I was very impressed with what I seen out of Joe Burrow, but I don't think he's he's quite in the, uh, you know, the top top tier guys. But go ahead. Um, so you need, you need your quarterback. Um, they really didn't have a good offensive line, but this offseason they went out and Oh, yeah, they greatly that. improved the offensive line. Yeah. Um, a number one wide receiver and a serviceable defense. Just enough to, you know, give your quarterback more time on the field to throw 8 million yards a game. Well, even piggybacking on that, the Bengals actually have three really good wide receivers that Burrow can throw to. I mean, T. Higgins is uh, – Coming on is very nice number two. The, this was his second year. Then uh, Tyler Boyd's always been pretty reliable. Is like kind of that underneath guy. Yeah. And then, yeah, Jamar then that, Chase that, was like – he blew away my expectations on rookie wide receivers. Like those guys usually take a couple of years to develop, but he just come fucking right out of the gate and just took games over. He went to LSU with Burrow, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he I didn't play – I think that probably helped a little bit. Yeah, uh, he didn't play uh, – his last year, I, he sat out because of COVID, I think, so he didn't play. Uh, okay. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely become a pass, uh, more of a pass-happy league for sure, and I, th- I think wide receiver is kind of close. It seems like there's always, like, those certain positions that kind of, like, there's – everybody tries to go out and get, like, an elite guy, and then it just kind of fades out. You don't see – it kind of – the trend declines. Because yeah. I, I personally, I personally think now that like all these uh, this money's getting thrown around at receivers, I think cornerback's going to be the next one that could be a cornerstone position. That well, all these guys are 
you know, we got all these receivers. We got to get shut down guys now. Well, they're, they are starting to pay him. I mean. Yeah, Denzel Ward made a shit ton of money. 105, uh, I think. Yeah, J.C. Jackson signed with the uh, the Chargers. He he got a nice little uh, pay bump. I don't, I don't know why Belichick let him go, but I'm sure that was probably the dog's decision. <laughs> Hit the wrong button while sitting in the recliner. Yeah. Um, well, uh, before we wrap things up, the, uh, the last uh, few questions I got for the, uh, you guys is, uh, who was your big winners, uh, for the draft? And e- you could even like into the, the off season, the NFL, who was, uh, your big winners, uh, Lucas, I'll let you uh, lead this one off. Um, so the big, for me, there was two teams that did really well in the draft and, uh, that was the New York jets mm-hmm. and, even with like their later picks, the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, the Ravens were really good too. Um, gosh, the off season. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, if the draft, the off season, you know, you, you don't have to. Just if you think the Ravens and the the Jets were the big winners of the weekend, we can go. Yeah, with that. De- definitely of the draft uh, of the off season. Gosh, there's so many. Like, you know, my my Browns. Um, even though he may be a horrible human being and may not even get to play. Um, if he does get to play, Deshaun Watson coming in is a big deal. Mari Cooper coming in. So I think the Browns really improved themselves. Uh, Cincinnati, like we talked about with their offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, Arizona um, surprisingly had a really good offseason, starting you know with the draft uh, and you know keeping Kyler happy which he's like three foot six. So I don't know how he's going to throw the fucking ball anyway, but you know, hey, Drew, he does. Drew Brees made it work for a hall of fame career. I think Kyler Murray can do it too. Chargers too. Chargers had a great off season. Yeah. They got Khalil Mack uh, and JC Jackson. Uh, the Rams keeping pretty much their whole team together that won the Super Bowl. Well, I think with the Rams, uh, that NFC is, uh, looking pretty barren. I think they could have lost some guys, and I still think they're probably one of the two or three favorites in the NFC to go back. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, so, Jason, who who won the weekend and who uh, won the offseason for you? I'm going to give it to the Jets, and the only reason I'm giving it to the Jets is because they seem to be the joke of the draft every single year. And I think they absolutely killed it. Um, their first, their three picks in the first round were exceptional. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think any team could have done as well as they did with that. And yeah, I mean they're they're building something for the future. I mean the that they still have to go out and perform, but they've done the work on paper. You could have just summed so, it up and just said that Bob Sala's not fucking around this year. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, I would mention another team, but F the Ravens. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, as far as the offseason, i got to go with the Chargers. That defense is going to be absolutely scary. Well, and, considering how the uh, the AFC shaping up, you have to have a, a good defense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that would not be a team that 
I want to see in the playoffs or late in the season, and you need a win. I mean, that's that defense is going to be scary. Well, the Chargers need it. I mean, considering that two years in a row they've barely made the playoffs and they've lost I, – I forget how many games they've lost by seven points or fewer. Yeah. But, yeah, they something needs to be done on the other side of the ball to prevent teams from scoring on them so much. Yeah. Um, I, uh, for me, I had the Jets. I mean, getting from the, the mocks I read, uh, Gardner, Wilson, and Johnson were all projected to go within the top 15. And then they go – the Jets get them in the first round. Uh, and Johnson slipped to, what, the mid-20s? Yeah, like 23, 24. Was it? Was yeah, it was like 23 or 24. And the only red flag against him was his age. That was it. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're getting a guy in the mid-20s and you get... 26. 26, yeah. So you get seven or eight years out of him. I mean, that's still pretty... I think yeah. a pretty good return on investment. Yeah. And then they got, a, they got the best running back in the draft in the second round. Which uh, created one of my favorite draft moments of the uh, season when uh, he was hanging out with his family in Vegas, wasn't even invited to the draft, and then he comes back just so he could go out on the stage and wave to the crowd, and a t-shirt and a hat. I thought that was so cool. Um, that is cool. I I did have the Ravens winning too, just because it seems like uh, year in and year out the Ravens just know how to draft. They always get pieces that they need and they fit. Um. I know uh, for my winner of the offseason, I would say the position of wide receiver. It's a good call. Yeah, uh, you had six guys go in the first round. Uh, Tyreek Hill got paid. Uh, Devontae Adams got paid. It seems to uh, be uh, a premium position. It seems like all the good, good guys are cashing in finally. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to say the wide receiver position one too. That's a good call. Um and then uh, my second winner of the offseason would be the Buccaneers, just simply uh, the fact that uh, they were – I still think they would have won the uh, the South, but they could have been one of those division winners that went like 7-10. and 10. But then Tom Brady comes back, and now I think they've got to be the favorite in the NFC. Yeah. Lucas, you look stunned. Tom Brady, the quarterback, I, the GOAT. Yes. The, yes. Oh, that guy? Yeah. Him? Married to Giselle. I, just, I don't know. I I just think the Rams are probably still going to be the best team in the NFC. I don't know. Uh, Tampa Bay pretty much has everybody coming back, too. Fournette's coming back. Godwin's coming back. They got Mike Evans. I don't know if Gronk's coming back, but I'm sure if he does, it's only going to be the Tampa Bay. Well, I mean, I would say that it's between the Rams and the Buccaneers are the favorites in the NFC. Yeah. Simply no, because, I'm not. And it's just because Tom Brady's back, so. Isn't it ridiculous how one guy, like, unretires and then the team goes from, like, eh, to Super Bowl contender? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if that's more a reflection of how weak the NFC is or a combination of that and how great Tom Brady is. I mean, I'm not, the, I'm not a Tom Brady fan. I have never have, never will be, but, I mean, I can't argue the dude's – the best, so. Yeah, no, he is. Well, yeah, uh, we all he he went to a college that we all dislike. Yeah. So. Well, it's yeah. it's not just that is why I don't like him, but, um, 
All right. Uh, we uh, went briefly into the big winners. Uh, who is the biggest loser or losers? Jason, who do you have as the biggest loser of the NFL draft in the offseason? This one's going to kill me to say it's Justin Fields. Really? I mean, the, yeah, the Bears did. I mean, what did they They really do? I mean, this guy, you have a, a franchise quarterback, and the Bears have always just, they just don't do anything to, to kind of help out. And, I mean, even in the draft, nothing. I mean, yeah, they got him a lineman, but, I mean, this guy got killed last year and missed time getting hit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean. it. And they didn't get him any sense. weapons either. <clears throat> no. And, I mean, what, Allen Robinson's gone? So you have, you have what, Mooney? Mm-hmm. Pretty much it? Yeah, him and probably Cole Komet. <clears throat> and, yeah. I mean, David Montgomery's one of those guys that he's kind of a, a – a plotter in the, the Eddie George mold, you know, like. Yeah. I mean, he's fun to watch when he's healthy, but how often is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he usually gets six games in and then he misses four games. Right. And, I mean, I I really wish he could have been drafted by just about anybody else. And, I don't know. I think he's probably going to be one of those guys that has all the potential in the world, but nothing to work with. Yeah, he could end up being like Trubisky, uh, you know, like he doesn't work yeah. out the Bears. He could end up in the, going to somebody that just knows how to harness his talents, and he could end up being a solid quarterback. Yeah, he just – I don't know. Like I was excited for him when he got drafted, but then like I yeah. – last year by the Bears – but I also felt that going into the draft, he should have went higher than he did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, definitely. Yeah, the more I got to think about it, I was like, fuck, man, he's going to the Bears, and they really haven't developed a decent uh, quarterback really since, fuck, Jim McMahon in the 80s. Yeah, I mean. I mean, Harbaugh was decent when he played there. I mean, they've had some solid guys, but they haven't had, like, a yeah. legit, like, stud quarterback since Harbaugh. But I'm sure I mean, I'm probably missing you, somebody, but uh, I mean, you could probably say Jay Cutler had a couple of good years. Yeah, Jay Cutler was decent with him too. But I mean, I'm hoping the coaching change will help somewhat. I don't know. <laughs> if if the Bears fans turn on you, I mean, it's hard to hard to get that back. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Chicago is one of those tough cities. And they're not going to put up with, and I mean, it's not going to be his fault, but uh, yeah, I just feel bad for him. That was a, a that was actually a, a very interesting and good choice. I would have never, he didn't cross my radar, but yeah, I mean, Justin Fields being in Chicago, not a winning, not a winning situation. Lucas, who, uh, who's your biggest loser or losers? Uh, well, the Patriots. Because I don't really know what the hell they were thinking, for one, with that I, pick. Oh, with the first round pick. I think yeah. what happened was is they. I think they were under the impression they were drafting Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and it I probably would have been helpful. Belichick, I think, seen Spider Man No Way Home, and he thought like, shit, we could use somebody like that on our offensive line that can like. <laughs> He could just, you know, do the open the the portal and like Mac Jones can avoid getting sacked. Mac Jones could throw himself a touchdown pass. I, that's what I think Bill Belichick thought. Or, like I said earlier, I think the dog like clicked the the button and Belichick was like, uh, <laughs> I mean, we've all played fantasy sports at one point. You all make you always make that one pick that you like. Fuck, what was I thinking? You just yeah. kind of get rushed and you end up picking somebody, and then like after the fact, like fuck, I didn't want to g- grab this guy. That could or have been you, it too. Or you're on a podcast and you completely fucking forget which team played which in the college football playoff, and you make a total ass out of yourself. <laughs> I think it's Never just because you're on that. vitamins tonight, Lucas. <laughs> Some strong vitamins. Um, and then uh, I. I'm sorry, Russ, I got to do this, but I did not love that Cowboys pick in the first round either. No, the Smith, uh, the tackle, yeah. Uh, the minute uh, they drafted him, I looked up his stats, and he was like one of the uh, highest penalized offensive linemen in college football last year. Yeah. And I'm like, shit. Was it like 12 holding calls or something? Mm-hmm. Something ridiculous. Yeah, I I don't think the Cowboys did a, had a horrible draft, but I wasn't thrilled, like, I don't know, like, when they got C.D. Lamb a couple of years ago, like, we didn't really need a wide receiver, but I was like, fuck, we got C.D. Lamb, the best receiver in the draft that year? Fucking A, I'll take it. And um, what what did Seattle do this offseason? Uh, they grabbed I mean, they, a, they like, lost their franchise quarterback. Well, they didn't lose him. They traded him for But they drafted uh, the cross kid, the, the tackle. Okay. And then I forget what they did with their other pick. I don't like Pete Carroll, so I don't give a fuck what the Seahawks did, to be honest with you. <laughs> that grimy fucker. I've never liked Pete Carroll. I just think he's a fucking douchebag. Well, he did fuck over USC and then dip, like, just completely dipped out of town right before punishment. I'll be honest with you. That's kind of how I want to quit my job. Just fuck him over and leave. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I don't... I don't know. I just don't feel like the Seahawks really did much besides look like they're going to be tanking this year for a quarterback next year. Uh, Next year's quarterback class should be pretty good. Yeah. Any argument that C.J. Stroud is probably going to be the number one quarterback? I think it would be him or uh, Bryce Young, I think. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. The Seahawks, Charles Cross – Offensive tackle from Mississippi State. He was really highly rated. Yeah. And... I mean, they did get some name talent. Uh, Kenny Walker from Michigan State, I think, could be a solid pick. Um, And then they did get Kobe Bryant from Cincinnati. Oh, I didn't know where you were uh, digging that one up from. Yeah, I've got it. Terrible joke, it. sorry. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, hiss, hiss. <laughs> but yeah, I just I we you know we were talking about it earlier, and it was my point. So I'm gonna I guess I'll go back to my point. Like you have to have quarterback. Yeah. If you don't, I mean, honestly. Chess, you know this. Your team should have been better. They oh, had no yeah. quarterback. 
So, so without uh, a quarterback, it's hard to win. My team had no quarterback. Should have been, yeah. you know, they were picked to be in the Super Bowl before the season started. No fucking quarterback can't go there, you know. So yeah, a lot of talent on that team too. And man, I mean, it used to kill me last <laughs> year. Like <laughs> Roethlisberger had no sense being on the field. I'm looking at Russ over here. He's getting ready to throw uh, throw his team in there. Should be in the probably honestly should be in the Super Bowl probably every year as weak as the NFC is. But uh, something always happens down there in Jerry World. Yeah, I I don't know. Like I, that old bastard pissed me off when he traded Amari Cooper for a fifth round pick. <laughs> Thanks for that, by the way. I don't know. See if that, see if uh, Jimmy Haslam will put a, a a Pizza Hut inside of the AT and T Stadium and we'll throw in Amari Cooper in the trade. I don't know. That Jerry Jones impression is <laughs> really bad, but. <laughs> But I think anybody that listens to it and has heard Jerry Jones talk is going to know exactly who that is. I don't know. Just get him off. Get him off my fucking team. <laughs> we'll find somebody. I know that Lucas Sidrus, He's got a horrible forty time, but I bet he's got hands like crazy glue and he can run the button hook. <laughs> Dude, I actually can catch really well. Oh yeah, I really can. I. I I think uh, I probably would have been a pretty good athlete if I uh, didn't eat the shit out of Taco Bell my whole teenage years. Got really fat. Well, I mean, we still you're still young. Uh, you could be that uh, Vince Papali from In- Invincible. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Except for if I'm running down on kickoffs, and I this is the 1970. There's, these guys are a lot faster and bigger. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna look like Johnny Knoxville fucking out there getting hit by linebackers. <laughs> Yeah, you just pull off the helmet like this is Lucas Sidrus and this is Jackass. And then like that near 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 <laughs> Exactly. Um, I know for me the biggest loser uh, I think is Baker Mayfield. Oh yeah, yeah. good call. Uh I, I would say he's the biggest loser of the offseason. Uh I think he I think he got a bad rap. I don't think he's as bad as he was last year, but he played hurt. I think he did himself no favors by doing so. I think yeah. he's horrible. But, well, I don't, I wouldn't say he's horrible. I mean, the, what, the year before he took you guys, you guys almost beat the Chiefs. You won your first NFL playoff game, and, and I think yeah. before I was born, back when they yeah. used to just run the, the power eye the whole time. It's not entirely that, true. Well, that's all they did that year, too. But Mayfield just had to not throw the ball to the other team, which he did a lot last year. Uh, but I mean, just playing uh, hurt, uh, not having outside of Chubb and Hunt, not having a ton of like offensive weapons. I don't think he's as bad as he was, but the fact that the Browns couldn't trade him to nobody yeah. now he's he's pretty much stuck until somebody like you know somebody's you know starter gets hurt and they have to make a trade for him. Yeah, I mean, well, I thought for, I, I thought. Think... Go ahead. I was just saying, I don't think he did himself any favors by going on social media and, and whining and complaining. It was just like, you know, keep your mouth shut and say, if some team gives me a chance, I'll go and prove that I'm not as bad as I was, you know, I played last year. But the whining and crying shit is going to turn a lot of teams off. Well, I know he uh, he probably won some points with dog lovers because I think on that podcast he was on, he's petting a giant, like, a 
giant white dog. He was. That dog was chilling. Yeah. But, no, I mean, I thought for sure that the Seahawks or the Panthers were going to trade for him, and then when they got yeah. their guys, like, okay, like, he's stuck now. Yeah, and there's – and being a Cleveland fan, you know, I have all the the Cleveland reporters on Twitter, and the Browns are prepared to let him just sit through the year. Oh, really? They're going to pay him and he's going to sit him? Yeah. I was going to say, after what's well, happened, there's no way he can go to camp. No. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, another thing, I follow all the, the Steeler, and the rumor is that the Browns would have let him go, Steelers would be first in line deciding. Yeah, I saw I that, mean, too. I don't... I mean, we've all seen what he's capable of. I mean, I wouldn't mind having him on the team, but I also wouldn't want him to go out there and, you know... Like last year, he played with that that messed up shoulder that she, he had no business playing. No, right. he had no business playing, and I I blame that on as much on the coaches as I do him too. I yeah. mean, they shouldn't have put him out there. Yeah. Well, you also have to factor in another reason that teams didn't necessarily go after him. I saw the reports from like the Panthers that people don't want him because of what happened with the OBJ situation. He's you know, he wasn't really favored by the locker room after that. Mm-hmm. So he, he's also not necessarily a good locker room guy either. Um, I I think what will happen is eventually he'll get – I think he'll get traded sometime in camp. I was telling a friend of mine that I think actually the perfect situation for him would be Tampa Bay. He would basically he would sit behind Brady, and then kind of learn from Brady, and then, well, I, I mean, I guess I'm going theoretically under the impression that this will be Brady's last season. I mean, I, I thought last year was his last season, and he decides, you know what? I can't. I tried to be with Giselle and the kids. I did it for a month. I fucking hate it. Giselle's driving me nuts. She wants me to paint the fence. I have to fix the plumbing. I'm coming back. Fuck this shit. Yeah, I was going to say, is he 65 yet? Because that's about when he's going to retire, it seems like. Well, you know what, though, man? I did not know that avocado ice cream did that well for your body, but yeah, I guess it it did. So that I think I'm fucking gross. It does, but, man, if it turns me into, like, a super athlete, because I'm, I'm getting close to Tom Brady's age now, so maybe I'll start buying it and just suck it up and – It'd be like when Homer starts working in The Simpsons when he works out and eats his uh, apple bars. He's all ripped and he decides he's going to climb that mountain. That'll be me. (laughs) Just eating avocado ice cream. I'll look all shredded in the mirror. Like romaine. (laughs) Like a romaine salad, man. Uh, But, yeah, I think Baker's, the the, for me, the the biggest loser of the offseason just because he went from being at the beginning or the end of the NFL season went from being a starting quarterback to where now he basically is on a team with like that's just going to pay him. And the Browns felt that they had to go get Deshaun Watson because of him. So, and no one wants him. So uh, he's the biggest loser to me. Yeah. That's a good call. Yeah. Um, God, you guys sound so smart. And then there's me. Well, you got to come prepared. That's why I had Jason come on too. A good call. You should always have Jason on here, I yeah. guess. That's right. Well, if you 
lay off the devil's lettuce. Honestly, even if I didn't, uh, I didn't know enough about the NFL draft to really, to re- I mean, I try to do some research on it, but I don't know who the fuck these kids are. I don't watch anybody but Ohio State. Yeah, well, see, that's, that's my thing. I, I'm the, the guy to watch Ohio State when I can, and like, oh, well, there's uh, number one Alabama versus number three Georgia. I think I'm going to sit down and watch this. Sorry. That's, it's all right. <laughs> well, the last question I have, uh, I will ask you, uh, how do you think uh, you guys happy with your team's uh, offseason? Sad? Indifferent? I'm excited. Um, I think all the, the holes were filled. So, I mean, we've got – a couple of good quarterbacks going into the season. We have a young running back. You talking um, about Nodge? Yeah, Nodge. Uh, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but uh, you being a Steelers fan, do you follow Epitome of a Yenzer on Twitter? No, I don't. No, dude. <laughs> go, Put it down. Go follow Epitome of a Yenzer. Just watch some of those videos. It is fucking amazing. I just happened to uh, – I was listening to uh, Pat McAfee's show, and he was talking about it. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to uh, head over here and see what this is all about. And it's fucking amazing. It's this fucking old guy, his son, and I think the grandpa. They're watching Steelers games, and they call uh, Najee Harris Nodge. Nodge. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Definitely. it's. Uh, it would be my recommendation of the week is check out Epitome of a Yenzer on Twitter. I mean, we got rid of Juju, so, I mean, I consider that a win. That's some good Juju um, right there. My, uh, um, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, just I'm excited to see what the receivers can do with a, a quarterback that can actually get the ball to them. Um, I think we got good weapons on offense, and, I mean, our defense is always there. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they are getting older. But I'm excited for the season. Good, Lucas. I I've actually uh, when I uh, created my show notes for the night, this was the first question I had because I really want to hear. I mean, you and I have talked about it, but I really want to you to put this out there in the open. Uh, what about your Browns? So it's a mixed bag for me. Um, yes, I'm excited because we actually have a quarterback now but I'm also not excited because he's a shitbag human being, it seems, um, who comes whenever a girl touches his thigh, apparently. So that's a little weird for a guy that has all that much money. He, uh, he has to sexually harass masseuses. That's just weird and gross. Um, and, you know, Rush, you and I have daughters. Like, I can't even yeah. imagine that you know, having to explain that sort of thing to my daughter. Um, but uh, I, I'm kind of sad that we uh, we lost Jarvis Landry, although we may still get him back. There's still a rumor he may come back. Um, that guy was like the heartbeat of the Browns for so many years after we got him from Miami. Um, I like having Amari Cooper on our team if he can stay healthy. This is one thing. 
Um, oh, yeah, you're talking about Amari Cooper, the uh, wide receiver that the Cowboys treated like he was the fucking toy in a Happy Meal. Yes, the the fifth-round pick, Amari Cooper. God, still fucking pisses me off. It's like Jerry Jones did that deliberately. Like, I'm fuck that guy that roots for us in Ohio. He needs to move down here to Texas maybe we would have kept him, but I, I don't give a fuck. I need my fifth-round picks. I need to get – I need to get a a punter out of Wichita State. (laughs) Um, The defense um, hasn't necessarily gotten better, but hasn't gotten any worse. Did they resign Clowney yet? No, not yet. They're still working on that. But they did lock down Denzel Ward as the highest paid corner in the league, I believe. Yeah, I I think he is the highest paid corner in the league. Um. I don't know. It's just wild. The Browns are just throwing money out there. Two hundred thirty-five million guaranteed to their quarterback, and I think that uh, I think the Ward contract might be almost fully guaranteed too. So it's just, um, and we kept the uh, the tight end Najoku, which is really good. We need, and we got rid of Hooper, who couldn't fucking catch a cold. So um, yeah, I'm I'm fairly happy. I'm. The moral part of me is a little split, mm-hmm. but you know, once, unfortunately, once football gets started, everybody's memory is about five seconds long. So we're not even until CBS and Fox remind and NBC remind us every single game about the allegations. We're not going to remember it anyway. Uh, I think it'd be one of those things where uh, once you get into the season, it'll it'll slowly fade away. People will forget about it. Unfortunately. Yeah, so happy, but morally not so much. Oh yeah, and I you all, you know how I feel about Baker Mayfield. I thought he was, I thought he was fucking garbage. I don't care if he won a playoff game for us or not. I can't stand that guy. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan simply because of what he did at the horseshoe a few years ago. But yeah, that was shitty. Yeah. What about you, Russ? How are you feeling about your your boys? Uh, I'm not. I'm. The draft, I just think, like, the, they got a lot of good role players, but I don't know, like, none of the picks really wowed me. Uh, I I said to you uh, the minute it happened, I'm super pissed off that they traded Amari Cooper for a fifth-round pick. That still fucking yeah. pisses me off. And they kept uh, Michael Gallup, who may not be ready by the time the season starts. And, uh, yeah, the Cowboys are wild, man. <laughs> And the weird thing about it is the fact that all, after all that, I would say that they are probably still, if you were to rank the top five teams in the NFC, I think that they're probably still in the top five. I mean, it's more of a reflection of how bad the NFC is. but Yeah, but, I mean, they still, as, as I've said a couple of times on here, they have a quarterback. They, yeah, you they have, have a quarterback, quarterback, you have a chance. Yeah, they got a, a quarterback, and they've got an absolute wrecking ball defensive. Well, I don't even know what position you'd really slide him into, but, man, like I would, I kind of questioned that pick last year, but, man, Micah Parsons is probably, without a doubt now, my favorite Dallas Cowboys player. I fucking love that dude. And I, I remember he was he was Penn State, right? Penn State, yeah, the linebacker. But, yeah, yeah they, I, Dallas kind of moves him around. I remember him being really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm really hoping that this Smith kid turns out to be half as good 
as Micah Parsons and even CeeDee Lamb. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys have hit home runs the last couple of years of their their first rounders. So, I don't know. I mean, it's just indifferent. I mean, like, I'm still pretty pissed off that they let Cooper go. And then they also lost uh, Lorel Collins, too, and I don't know. Well, there's still some offseason to go, you know. Yeah, I was uh, hoping if they were letting some of their offensive linemen go, they would have picked up some of the other guys that, like, the Bengals ended up getting. But I don't know. I mean, it's kind of indifferent. I mean, it's with you uh, and Jason, too. I mean, you're a Steelers fan. I mean, like, we have teams that have uh, certain expectations year in and year out. I mean, Dallas, you're a fan. You're always expecting them to be – it's Super Bowl or bust for them. I mean, Jason, same way. That I'm sure being a Steelers yeah. fan is the same way with you guys. I mean, Lucas, it's a little different with the Browns. I mean, I think the expectation, like, if we get more than four wins, we did good. We're not yeah, picking well, We're not picking number one. This was a not a bad season. Well, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see what the expectation is now that they've, you know, it seems like they're getting somewhere with their – with their players, but mm-hmm. we'll see right now. I, I don't want to be too enthusiastic because, you know, as we talked about, the Ravens got better. Steelers Bengals, got better. Bengals got better. Bengals got better. I mean, that, that fucking division is murderers row. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, well, I mean, just the AFC in general, like the Broncos got better. The Raiders got better. The Bengals got better. The Steelers. I mean, I think, Essentially, a warm body playing quarterback is an improvement for the Steelers. Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, I don't know, like, towards the end there, Big Ben looked like uh, that episode of Seinfeld when Kramer's trying to stretch out the jeans are incredibly tight. And he, I don't know if – I know, Lucas, you don't watch Seinfeld, but I, Jason, you Seinfeld guy? Yeah, it's been a while since I've rolled through them, but every once in a well, while I see it on TBS. And uh, you remember the episode where Kramer buys the the jeans that are too tight for him, and then his friend Mickey asks him to watch the kid, and he's lumbering around, and then the kid thinks that Frankenstein pretty much is watching him. That's kind of how Big Ben looked towards the end of me. Oh my God, he was terrible. I mean, there, there was like towards the like the last part of the regular season. There was the one game where he had to throw them, like, into the playoffs. Might have been the last game of the year. But, he, yeah, for the most part, he was fucking awful. Yeah. Um, well, uh, speaking of the, uh, the strong AFC and the shitty NFC, uh, guys did uh, cause me to think of one more question to ask both of you. I know it's still incredibly early. Uh, I do plan on doing an NFL preview show close to the season. But, uh Right now, early Super Bowl picks. Jason, go. um, I'll go Tampa Bay in the NFC. And I'm going to go back to Cincinnati. Really? You know, I, I watched. We cut the cord. So, of course, I only got Bengals or Browns games last year. Yeah. So this could be the last year too, because I know uh, there's talk that uh, Amazon or Apple could get Sunday ticket. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I picked the lesser of two evils and went and watched the Bengals games. Mm -hmm. And 
<laughs> I mean, they they got better as the season went on, and then they went out and addressed the major issue they had, which was the offensive line. Mm-hmm. And we all know they were only one play away from winning that Super Bowl. Right. And I'm telling you, if that that team that same team shows up and they have an offensive line, they're going to be hard to stop, man. It's not going to be fun facing that offense mm-hmm. twice a year. Yeah. Lucas, who are you picking? Uh, I'm having a lot of trouble with this because you were talking about the AFC being so stacked. Man, you got, got Denver. You got um, the Bengals. Oh, fuck. Um, I'm going to say Denver and the Rams. Really? Interesting. Why uh, Why Denver? I mean, uh, you pretty much you made a, a case for the Rams earlier. Just because uh, they have their they have their quarterback now and they have the wide receivers there. I mean, it's it's passing league. Um, if I'm not mistaken, their defense is still fairly decently good, aren't mm-hmm. they? Yeah, still got a good defense. So, I mean, they've got – They've got the pieces, mm-hmm. um, and I don't. I'm really high on Russell Wilson, so I think anytime you have him on your team, you have a chance. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're ever out of the game. I mean, Seattle was horrible last year, but wasn't he hurt most of the year? Yeah, he had a thumb thing, and like I don't think he fully ever recovered from it because he wasn't the same Russell Wilson last year. I still think, though, at times when he was in there, he was still. You could see it's still Russell Wilson in there, you know. Yeah, I think part of so, the problem with Russell Wilson, he didn't do enough, uh, like, pre, pre-snap pre huddles by himself on, on the sidelines <laughs> when he was hurt. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to go I'm gonna go Denver and L.A. All right. Uh, for me, um, AFC, I kind of wanted to go with the Chargers because uh, I'm, I'm a huge Justin Herbert fan. I love that kid. Uh, I think he's like the next big superstar quarterback, uh, and then they they added a couple of studs on the defensive side with Jackson and uh, Khalil Mack. Um, but I think for my AFC pick, I'm going to pick the team that, if I wasn't a Cowboys fan, this would probably be my favorite football team. I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. You know, against... I was thinking when you were talking, like, why didn't I say? Why didn't I even really? Why didn't the Bills cross my mind? Because they're going to win that division that yeah. they're in. I'm going to so. go the Bills and the Buccaneers. Uh, oh. I think uh, Buffalo. I, I, I truly think that if uh, you know things would worked out a little differently in that Kansas City game, I think they would have went to the Super Bowl in the AFC. They got Von Miller on the defensive side now. I think McDermott's a hell of a good coach. They've just got a really strong team. Uh, I And then at Tampa Bay, I'm never counting out Tom Brady. They almost they almost beat the Super Bowl champion last year. Yeah. In the playoffs. I mean, they basically had one, like, one driver, the defense shit the bed. And if that hadn't happened, they could have gone back to the Super Bowl again. So let me ask you guys. Who, so who is your pick to win out of those two then? In our uh, way I would too take early, the Bills. 
Um, give me Cincinnati. Taking the Bengals. Uh, it, it kills me to say that. But I, I still think they had that offensive line. They win that game last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, uh, Joe Burrow has what uh, Brett Musburger always says. He's got moxie. Moxie. Lots and lots of moxie. <laughs> what about you? Um, I'm going to go with Denver because I feel like Denver never loses when they're there. Yeah. Well, I guess it depends. Current Denver, back in the, the Elway days there for a while, the the uh, Broncos always got dog walked by whoever they were playing. Washington they get, beat the piss out of them. The 49ers look like they were in a completely different league. <laughs> didn't the Seahawks get them a few years ago? Yeah, Seahawks beat them too. Well, then my I think sucks, I think in the Super Bowl they're I think they're three and four in the Super Bowl because I know Elway's got two, Manning one, one and then. Uh, the Broncos got beat by the by Washington. Yeah. Then the Giants beat them too. I think Man, the Giants. Be- at when you need- I know. I was like, <laughs> the bit I start asking is like, my brother is like a, a walking Super Bowl encyclopedia. I'm going to have him on this show around the Super Bowl. Just have him dish out like Super Bowl facts. Random facts. Yeah. yeah. Did you know that the fastest 40 time was Ricky Smith in Super Bowl 21? I could be completely wrong on that, but. <laughs> what if you're right, though? Yeah. He's going to, like, he's going to listen to this if he listens to it. He's like, he's going to text me, like, Russ, it's not Ricky Smith. Really? Super Bowl 21? It's 22. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, before we uh, wrap this up, I we ran a little long, but, hey, when we're having a good conversation. That never hurts. Uh, you guys got anything you want to add? No, I'm excited about this NFL season coming up. Yeah, looking yeah. forward to it. And uh, uh, baseball team shit the bed, so I'm ready for football season. Yeah, well, hey, you know what? In a couple weeks, I'm going to have a do an episode uh, football, baseball, or not f- football, but like baseball, kind of dive into that a little bit. Uh, okay. So yeah. I'll have you back on. You and I could maybe uh, – I know they do those liquor delivery services now. Maybe I'll buy you and yeah. I a bottle of uh, – uh, you, you know, bourbon guy? Sure. All right. Well, maybe I'll send uh, you and I – or I'll buy a bottle of bourbon for myself, send you one over, and we'll sit here and just get shit-faced and bitch about our respective baseball teams. Yeah, I might need a, a few episodes for that one. Uh, I'll, I'll send you two. Okay. Deal. All right. Well, it was fun, guys, and uh, tune in. Uh, we'll be back on our regular schedule next Tuesday. So uh, until then, we will talk at you guys later. And that's going to wrap up part two of our special two-part episode. Thank you all for listening. Tune in next Tuesday as me and Lucas decide to dive into the multiverse of madness. Lucas and I will be joined by a friend or two to discuss... And it's going to be a very spoiler-heavy episode, so if you haven't seen Doctor Strange, The Multiverse of Madness, 
please hold off listening until you see the movie. But that's what we're doing uh, next Tuesday. We're going to give uh, our thoughts on it. So be sure to tune in and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts so you don't miss episodes every Tuesday. So until next week, we will talk at you guys later.